Peter Legrand would have been here that Caulfield Guineas day. I wonder whether he was on our poetic prince or Marwong, one of the most controversial protests in the history of racing. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Very well, Michael. And just listening to that uh, call of Yosei, I had backed Yosei three times for three wins. Are you serious? In the group yeah, ones? No, I did follow it. Michelle Payne riding it. I did follow it and it was a great haul. Well, I can't imagine anyone would have got that same record out of Marwong. The day that he won the Guineas here, uh, it was like a, an air raid invasion because the, uh, the protest siren went off a number of times that day. And, and even after all those years, I think most people still scratch their head as to how that result occurred. Uh, Marwong winning the, the Guineas on protest over Poetic Prince. You've got a very good memory, Dan. Very good memory. I reckon you must have I, lost some money, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> you know did. what? I, did. I called the race and I did lose the money. And, and <laughs> I even had the. I reckon the bookies were betting. You could bet on the protest result. And I reckon yeah. they were betting you know, five or six to one the protest would be upheld, which sort of means got no hope in the 80s. And I still didn't say. I don't think anyone did. Gee, weren't they good old days when you could bet on the protest? Yes, weren't they? Unbelievable. Uh, and legitimately so. I yeah. mean, all the bookmakers on track were allowed to bet on it, but exactly you're right. right. It was a fabulous time. I remember the Turak, and there was two or three protests in the Turak handicap, all sorts of drama. I think Rubiton got beaten by uh, drought on the Caulfield Stakes. It was an incredible day. Yeah, gosh, they are the, the good memories there. Hey, Peter, speaking of Spring Carnival, I almost fell off my chair when Tim Bailey said, hey, we're only nine weeks away from the Group 1 Memsey, so... Uh, we're in the middle of winter, but it's not going to be long until the Spring Carnival is here. And I know there'd be a lot of planning going on for this year's Spring Carnival. We'll be a little bit different with all of the uh, works going on here at Caulfield. But what's the spring looking like at this stage from an MRC point of view? Yeah, look, we're just cranking it up now, really, um, and getting set. And Alana and, and the team are doing a fabulous job. Look, we're, we're looking at all sorts of things. It'll be a bit of a smaller footprint, as you can see, where you are today, it'll be a smaller footprint than what we've had in previous years because you won't have those big marquees all the way down uh, to the home turn, but it'll be an exciting time, there'll be plenty of opportunity for people to book their tickets in the next few weeks, and I would book because it's going to be a bit tighter this year because of all the works that are taking place. As you look out there now, you can see the inner track, we've already started on that, there's major works undertaken everywhere, so we're in the middle of our total reconstruction over the next three years, so it's all two or three years, so you'll see plenty of changes at Caulfield every time you come. And speaking of the, the development, there was some news earlier in the week. There was an article in the Herald Sun uh, revealing what is a proposed plan for a $3.5 million telescope dome where you'll be able to uh, look, at, look out at the stars, one of the, the most sophisticated and biggest um, observatories that we've seen. So is this... Guaranteed? Is this what will occur in the middle of the of the Caulfield redevelopment? I was listening to the news early in the morning and came on. And I just fell out of bed on the floor. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I used to watch a show with my kids when they were little called Disneyland, and um, they used to have Disneyland. <laughs> Look, I, I couldn't believe it. Look, my understanding is, and I've spoken to Sam Almalicki, the chairman of the Caulfield Trust. They've called the Caulfield Trust have called for expressions of interest to use the centre of the course. That expression of interest has apparently come in. That's nothing set in concrete whatsoever. No decisions have been taken. Um, so if you're going to look at the stars at the moment, you better go out in the backyard tonight and have a look up in the sky because um, that one is not being locked in whatsoever. I don't think it's even been discussed. So how on earth are they running with a story like this? Well, got me beat. Um, absolutely got me beat. Um, 
I can't work it out at all. But, you know, my understanding clearly with the trust, when training was removed from the centre of the course, we were going to have recreation in the centre of the course for the likes of um, footy and cricket fields, soccer fields and all that sort of stuff. They've got to go through all that process. And the city of Glenara was screaming out for extra grounds, etc. Um, so that one was a real surprise to me. Um, it was a bigger surprise than Marwong in the, in the Corpio Guineas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, look, it, it did look a bit strange. And uh, I was wondering if they did build these huge uh, observatories in the centre of the track, how you'd see the actual horses running around the back of the track as well. So um, uh, there's obviously going to be a lot of work to be done there. Just on that, because I know when we spoke to yourself and also Brian Kruger, uh, a, a big reason for wanting to have the inner track was that you retained more of the use of the inside circuit at Caulfield with the development of the inner track as well. And, and, and will you also be able to use the remaining inner part of the track for MRC um, race course facilities and, and the like as well? Yeah, we'll, we'll use from the out, from that inner, that outside track inwards towards what the track we've got. The rest of it is in the hands of the Caulfield Race Course Reserve mm. Trust. So that's why we took up that option as well. If you didn't take it, that option might be gone in the future. So uh, we took that option and uh, the Trust have been very supportive and we're very appreciative of the, of the relationship we've got with the Trust at the moment. And do you get a say on what they eventually do determine, the MRC or the, the, the Racecourse Trust, what is in the centre of the track? Technically, no, because that is the trust, but they are working very closely with the race club, you know, and they won't be doing anything that's going to interfere with racing. Like you said, with the, if you were to put a dome in there, a telescope or something, and poor Maddie Hill or Dan Malicki are trying to look around the telescope, that's not going to happen. Like the old days they used to do out at Oakbank, they used to have two callers. That's not going to happen. Um, besides are still very, very important to the callers and to the people watching the races. And the, and the trust and the club are working closely to ensure that those sites are retained, you know, in terms of what you can see. There's been big news this week in the last few days with a number of ministers retiring. One of them, Martin Pakula, who has been such a champion of racing in Victoria in his role as racing minister, is going to be a very big loss. Peter... As someone who's worked very closely with um, the Minister, and I know he loves Caulfield, he's out here all the time, what do you think this means for racing moving forward, the loss of, of Martin Pakula? Look, he's been an excellent racing Minister, Martin. There's no doubt about that. He's been terrific. Look, I've had some blues with him. Don't worry about that. Um, we've had some stand-up fights, but he doesn't hold grudges and neither do I, so we got on very well indeed. He's done a terrific job from racing because he's passionate about racing. And Martin will be there today, one of his last official functions. He'll be there in a sort of an informal sense, but he'll be there today. He's done a tremendous job for racing. Now, who's going to be the next racing minister in the Andrews government? I don't know at this point in time. Uh, people are making a conjecture that it might be uh, Ben Carroll, uh, who uh, loves his racing. Um, there's a couple of names being spread around, but... You know, I didn't ask, I spoke to Martin during the week and I wouldn't uh, be so presumptive as to ask him who the next minister might be. I didn't think that was appropriate. I'll leave that to the government and the cabinet to organise it. I'm sure uh, they'll appoint the appropriate person who loves racing because that's very, very important to this state. When we've got so much competition coming from north of the border, we need to be very much in tune with what's happening around Australia. Well, it'll be interesting to see if someone, the ilk of Martin Pakula stays in racing, whether he ends up on a racing board or in a, in a, in a leadership position, because he'd certainly be an asset. Hey, Pete, we've got to go. The first race is not far away, can you believe it, in Sydney. Uh, have you got a winner for us today? I've got one for you, and I've got uh, one for Dan. I thought um, 
If you don't back number one in race one, she's all class after your beautiful wife. There's something <laughs> wrong with you. And, uh, and and Dan's always very lyrical in what he says. So I've got race five, number 12, lyrical layers for Dan. Uh, I love Very it. Good. Makes sense. Uh, I tell you what, if Richmond beat uh, Geelong today, she won't be all class. There's no doubt about that. Hey, good on you, Pete. <laughs> Enjoy it. Have a great day, boys. <laughs>